It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. And we, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. 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 Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome, welcome. This is Miked Up on Ohm. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden, and I'm here with a very, very special guest, my friend, Jessica. I'm let Jessica say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so today, uh, again, I have Instagram Live on you. So if you hear me, those listening in their cars at home, at the office, just know that I'll always be doing two things at once. That's what I like to do. Of course, I'm a glutton for punishment. But I'm here. Originally, we did. I did advertise that we would speak with um, another friend of mine, a local artist. However, a uh, family crisis emerged, and he is not here. So for those who follow me along on Instagram, social media, Twitter, and saw one guest um, advertise, just know that we had to call an Audible. But I was so happy to have my friend Jessica here. And today, we're going to talk about STEM. Um, I'm going to frame the discussion as this, like, get to know Jessica. Um, but, of course, Miked Up on Ohm is profoundly an activist, an hour of activist radio. And if you know me, you know that activism is not just about one thing. It's not about a, an action. It's not simply about boycotts uh, or specifically resistance. But what it is, it encompasses so many things. So in the tradition of uh, storytelling and telling our own stories uh, and highlighting our own narratives, um, I often invite people like hip-hop uh, like hip hop uh, artists and artists in general and just different people who take up space here in Charleston because if you live in Charleston, if you're here full-time, you're well aware that Charleston is uh, suffering a, a bit of an identity crisis and it's something that's systemic. However, the good news is people like me have commandeered a microphone and, uh, and we have Jessica here and she's going to tell you about her work in STEM. I've gotten to know Jessica from just uh, trying to create certain avenues, trying to create tools to help um, ensure electoral justice for marginalized communities, specifically Spanish-speaking communities. That's how I first met Jessica um, and have since learned more about her work in the, in the field of STEM. So, Jessica, just lean into the mic and just, um, yeah, let's just start. Yeah. So, uh, first, just introduce yourself or just your name and what you want folks to know about you. Hi, my uh -huh. name is Jessica Patterson. I'm the <laughs> owner of Red Sunflower. Cool. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, you should visit theredsunflower.com. You're better than me at this. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at self-promotion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so what do you, so you, Red Sunflower, and what do you do? I make websites. That's what you do. So I work with people, all types of people, mm -hmm. who want to put information online. Okay. And I help them do that. Cool. So... One thing about you, I've gotten to know you, and then we chatted a little bit before we went live about your story. Can you tell me um, wherever you want to start? Because I want to know how you ended up in STEM ultimately. Because I know your path is maybe, I don't want to say less traditional because that kind of implies some things, but it, it wasn't a direct, like you didn't know you wanted to work on computers as a fifth grader, did you? Or did you, maybe you did. I mean, I always liked computers. Mm -hmm. You know, I was into tech, you know, I was... You know, like a techie kid, I would help. I would help everybody <laughs> reset uh -huh. their passwords. You yeah. know, like that was me. But like, I never thought that I would work in tech because, yeah. you know, my dad actually worked in tech, oh. and so I saw what that was like for him. You mm -hmm. know, like it was like he worked on the computer, and it was like there's a lot of different colors on the screen, mm -hmm. and he would click clack away. And mm -hmm. I thought, that's not what I want to do. I like people. You know, I want to. <laughs> I want to talk to people. I want to be social. And it's like, and that doesn't look like fun. Mm. Um, but. 
Yeah. I don't know. Life had other plans for me, I guess. So where were you raised? Um, I was raised in Georgia. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you, um, like, maybe did, so you went to school, so maybe growing up, you said you saw your dad clicking, clacking away, so did you know, like, hey, after high school, I'm going to do what? Like, what did you do? Well, I wanted to study psychology, because oh. I really like psychology. Cool. I really wanted to understand people and what motivated people to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Clemson, and I got my bachelor's in psychology. Okay. And what I knew I wanted to do was learn more about the biological basis of so behavior. So wait, before you get to that, were you like a really brainy kid, like really just good in math 100%. and science? Yeah, um, math and sciences, though? Like, nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> good but you know i mean i math was okay i mean i was i was i mean i was nerd so you i got mean, into I clemson <laughs> yeah i couldn't have gotten into i'm gonna be real i'll keep it a buck i couldn't have gotten into clemson in my grade so that's good i was a big nerd good so i still am a big nerd good claim it um <laughs> and so you know i was really i would say math was a tough subject for me mm-hmm. but you know i'll make a b in math yeah so oh that's good <laughs> you know i math was tougher for right, me than right. the other ones yeah. but I really liked like literature and I really liked social studies mm-hmm. and I really liked the humanities, but mm-hmm. everybody always told me I was never going to make any money in the humanities, yeah. so don't waste my time. You told me that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I didn't care, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to study psychology because they told me to study what I like. So yeah. um, that's what I did. Um, and I thought maybe I could do research and, you know, help people who I wanted to help people who had uh, mental illnesses Mm -hmm. I wanted to find cures for like Mm -hmm. mental illnesses Mm -hmm. so that's why I wanted to go to MUSC Mm -hmm. and that's what brought me to Charleston because I wanted to do research on that okay oh awesome so yeah so you ended up in Charleston you're working you're working at MUSC and so are you still at MUSC no oh so so what brought about that change well I stayed at MUSC about a year. Okay. And it was like a year-long program. But I didn't end up getting into the Ph.D. program. Oh. And so I was like, okay, well. What's next? This is my stop. Yeah. And so I started thinking about other stuff that I could do. Okay. And that's when I ended up at TQL. And mm. I was doing sales there. Okay. Um, I was selling. Or I was a freight broker. So this is interesting. Like, I want to pause real quick because I think your story is um, similar to so many people who've had to pivot. Uh-huh. Like you come out of high, you come out of well high school or or college. You have a degree, you have an education, and yet you might have to just change fields altogether. Were you anxious about changing fields, or were you nervous? Or I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like I had done all of this work <laughs> to get to the point of you know, well, I'll be a scientist. You know, mm. I'm going to do all this research. Mm. I'm going to learn all this stuff. Mm. I'm take all these classes. And that's what I'm going to do. And then, you know, that door is closed to me. Oh, wow. And so I have to confront that. Like, what, what do I do now? What am I interested in? Right. And I think, you know, in hindsight, right. the reason that I couldn't go that extra step is because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I right. didn't know what I was interested in. I didn't know what really, I didn't really know 100% who I was yet. And right. so I kind of had to figure, I feel like I figured a lot of that out through kind of this process of signing right right yeah yeah okay so uh, that's and that's not uncommon and that's what I want I think that's one one reasons why I wanted to have you on um but outside of the work that you and I are both be doing this summer which is your code camp um which helps uh helps 
kids learn how to code fundamentally. That's why um, I, I'm excited. I'm very excited about that. But your journey informs the work that you'll ultimately be creating this summer um, and ultimately what the kids will be receiving. Your journey kind of helps um, inform that. So, yeah, so you figured you, 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 so you're at MUSC, you figured that wasn't, you figured out that that wasn't where you wanted to be ultimately. And then you started, um, then you left there, you started being a freight broker. Mm-hmm. And then you realized that wasn't for you, I guess. Well, or I mean, well, at first it really was for me. It was. Because it was know, sales. The sales, you know, let the energy tell, of it. Let me tell you something. As a woman that worked in retail, the money, I don't know how the money was for you. The money was great in retail. I was an executive level manager. The money was great. And I never thought I'd be in sales. I'm not a merchant. Like, but I got, I became, it wasn't bad for me. I'm not saying money was my only motivator, but at that time with college loans and being on my own and having rent to pay. It was a big drive. It was. Okay. So, yeah, so maybe I'll try, I guess, finding common ground. Was that, like, some of your reality as well? Yeah. I yeah. mean. You could pay the bills. I mean, well, coming out of USC, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a pay bump, you know? It, so I'm doing sales. Okay. Um, there's, I mean, there, it was just, it was, it was fun being around. Um, people who were around my same age, because yeah. that was not the case at MUSC. Right. right. Um, I was alone, actually, most of the time at MUSC. Okay. Um, so that was fun, and yeah. sales was different, mm-hmm. and I could practice it, and I could get good at right. it. And I use a lot of those skills now because yeah, me too. I got to sell myself now right. and my own value. So so how did you figure out one day that, hey, I want to work in computers or I want to code or? Well, I'll go back in the mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, when I left there, uh-huh. I went to a um, another logistics company called uh, PW mm-hmm. and I was doing HR there. Okay. Um, we were still doing paper hiring. Wow. So interviewing folks with paper applications and, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and well, I thought that was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So I started looking for digital alternatives. And that was kind of my first introduction into, like, how, what is the process like for taking a pencil and paper company and taking them online? What are the struggles that they come across? What, you know, what happens? How does it work? What right. what goes well? What, what gets harder? Right. And... Cool. So yeah, so that you, transitioned me into what I do now because once I had completed that project, I was uh, like, well, now I want to do another one. Oh wow! So you know, I I found that project-based work works better for me. So there that's how I started doing my own thing and just finding my own projects that I was passionate about and, and working on that. And so I'm a consultant. Oh wow! So how okay? So you transitioned from from HR uh, leg- freight being up. Uh, yeah, you've transitioned from HR. Figured out you had a uh, had an aptitude for that, and then you started. And the name of your company one more time. Red Sunflower. Okay. And what's the, behind the name? I never asked that. Is there a story? I was just thinking about all the things that you know that I liked and things that I had good memories of, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of good memories of sunflowers as a child. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I'm a special sunflower. Maybe I'm a maybe I am special enough to start a company yeah. and, and make it work. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe I'm not just a regular sunflower. Maybe I'm a red sunflower. I like that though, man. It's, it sounds like a um, but that's that's a. I like how it's a personal element, and it tells a little bit of a story. And that's you know sometimes we think of businesses, we think of them as just kind of these cold places. Um, but it, you know entrepreneurs have an ability to create something from scratch, 
and put a lot of their a lot of themselves into the company. Uh, for those listening, just let me just do some station identification. This is Miked Up on Ohm. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. I'm here with my lovely, wonderful, talented, gifted, nerdy, smart, brilliant, entrepreneurial guest, Jessica Patterson. She is the founder, CEO. I don't know what your titles you go by at Red Sunflower, but... I'm the owner. You're the Red owner. Sunflower. Here you go. The owner of Red Sunflower. Um, and we're talking all things STEM. We just uh, spent the last 12 minutes talking about Jessica's personal journey because I believe that's what really informs the work she does. You're listening to us on 96.3 FM OM Radio. We're broadcasting live from Workshop. This is a food court, y'all at 1503 King Street. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever in the neighborhood, swing on by, get a burger, support these local businesses in here at Workshop. Um, So to continue the discussion, you know what? Let's take a little break. We're going to take a little break. And, um, yeah, because I want to play, I want to play some Juice World. I don't know. Sometimes I don't get enough, I don't get enough, I don't use my opportunity to play the music I want to play. So I'm going to play some Juice World. And then Jessica and I will be right back after this break. This is Mika Gazin, your host. I'm here with my guest, Jessica Patterson. She is the owner of Red Sunflower. Red Sunflower, and how is it characterized? Red Sunflower is a what? Is a is it a, a website company? How would you characterize it? Red Sunflower is a technology consulting firm. Okay, thank you. If you need a website. TheRedSunflower.com. All right. All right. So, yes, that's Jessica, y'all. Um, this is 96.3 FM on radio, broadcast live from Workshop, located at 1503 uh, King Street. Uh, this is community radio, y'all. So, please support OM. Head to www.omradio963.org for not only ways where you can stream and find out more about our app so you can stream on the go, but you can also find ways where you can support OM Radio because we need y'all to help us out. Um, that's how you keep this show going. That's how you keep a lot of people going, a lot of local local content. Um, I love the OM family here. I listen to all of my fellow uh, hosts, and um, it's just amazing the content you uh, you have here at OM. So please support it by going to the website. So um, before the music break, before the Juice World music break, I was talking to Jessica about her journey, her journey from uh, basically from living in Georgia, being a nerd there, and that's not pejorative at all. <laughs> I love nerd. I claim my nerd my nerdiness. Um, but yeah, we went from Georgia, we went from Georgia to Clemson. Graduated from Clemson, went to MUSC. From MUSC, became a freight broker. Then transition into HR in the same industry, but as an HR professional, and then you realize, you know what? I want to be. I want to do. I want to help people build websites. I want to start my own thing. I'm an entrepreneur. I know this, and you took a leap. So let's start there. So you took a leap. Who was your biggest? Uh, did you consult family, loved ones, uh, partner? Who was your biggest cheerleader and saying, "Hey, you could do this." My biggest supporter throughout all of this has been my boyfriend. Aww. He has really been, he was the first person to ever tell me, like, Jessica, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, because everybody yeah. else told me that I was crazy. Yeah. So he believed in you. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was really, that was really big for me. I really appreciate it. Does he work in that. STEM or, or tech? Um, he's in medical school. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. he's at MUSC now. Oh, that's great. I'm um, doing work there, yeah. and he's working really hard at that. Okay, so that's cool. So that get, that just, I asked that not to be nosy, but to just figure out, like, what our partners look like and shape. I think people can relate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so you jumped. You can do this. You got a good, 
a good uh, push from from a, a loved one, which is important. And how was it like your first time out the gate? How was your experience trying to start and build Red Sunflower? It was really, really hard. <laughs> I mean, like starting from scratch. Like I had sales experience, but I had sales experience selling like freight, you know, mm-hmm. selling a website was a totally different process, yeah. you know, and, you know, I, I, I had to just figure it out first. I had to get the confidence that I could even make a website good enough to sell one to somebody else, which right. is a like, especially like within like coding, mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people a lot of people struggle with, including me, just trying to convince myself it's like I am good enough to do this. And so, how'd you teach yourself how to code? Google. Really? Yeah. I mean, I decided I was gonna make a business, <laughs> and I needed a website, so I didn't have enough money to buy somebody a website, and mm. and I had. I'm getting yeah. confused now. No. But like, I had made one before. You and did. So, okay, before you left, before uh-huh. you started Red Sunflower, you kind of were playing around with the technology? Mm-hmm. Were you using one of those sites like a Square? I was using WordPress. Word, oh, you use WordPress? Yeah, WordPress is an open source software. Yeah. And so um, I really like open source software because I, I believe in it. And yeah. it's like, you know, people can write code and then they put it on the internet for free and then anybody yeah. can use it. Yeah. Like I do too. Yeah, that yeah. was really inspiring for yeah. me. And so when I started making my websites, I started making them on WordPress. And I started coding up my own themes because I couldn't find themes that I liked. Right. And then I start coding my own plugins because I need to custom I'm plugins. I'm telling you, necessity is the mother of invention. Like, you really can, you, when you have to do something, and maybe if you're cash-strapped, if you're bootstrapping um, a company or an initiative, I mean, th- honestly, that that's the biggest lesson I taught myself um, when I was transitioning between careers um, was that I had everything I needed. I just had to find it. And it wasn't always cost-prohibitive, of course, you know, more investment will lead to better, more refined products and more more refined services. But we have so much at our fingertips. I'm telling you, I told myself if I had YouTube around, I if I you if I had YouTube around in, in undergrad, I'd probably be a, a vastly different individual. I would have empowered myself, I think, a little bit more because I taught myself how to how to create my own podcast because of YouTube and how to do a little bit of coding for themes with WordPress because I had my own website as well. Um, it wasn't until I lost um, about $60,000 giving it to another firm who just usually just took my money um, that I realized I could have done it all. It was the most expensive lesson I probably had um, outside of going to undergrad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had to learn the hard way. I, I can't, yeah, yeah, I, I trusted someone else. I thought I needed to pay these big firms $60,000 to create a website. And I'm like, you could have. I literally could have gone on Etsy and bought a theme, a WordPress theme for $35 and then taught myself some back end on WordPress. Um, so I think your story, I say all that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take up your, take up space, but I say all that to say that um, we have a lot of what we need, a lot of resources at our tips um, from open source software or tools. Well, uh, that's yeah. why yeah. I build on WordPress yeah. and that's why I teach on WordPress. Okay. I mean, wow. there, what I do, the heart of what mm-hmm. I do is I want it to be accessible. Yeah. I, the services I provide are valuable but, you know, I want I want people to have a website that they feel comfortable using. They feel like they understand. I want people to walk away from a relationship with me with a better understanding of the tools that they rely on to run their businesses. Wow. And so that's why I take the approach that I take. I think that's a different approach than a lot of a lot of companies. No shade, no tea. 
But I think that's all. It, you know, um, I'm sure, of course you need to sustain yourself and make money, um, and your skills are, wor- are worth worth investment. Um, but um, you don't get that with the big with the bigger outfits. You don't get that type of. Um, you're trying to empower those you service, which is which is different 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 than a lot of other companies. So I wanted to just acknowledge that and recognize that. Okay, so you 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 were you were you built your own website. You taught yourself how to use WordPress, how to create your own themes. And for those who don't understand what a theme is, what is that? The theme is <laughs> the visual part of your website. So what people see when they go to your website. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So whether the colors, the the layout, all of that is designed in your theme. Mm-hmm. And then you have certain plugins that make your website functional. So if you have a contact form, you mm-hmm. might have a contact form plugin. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a subscribe button. You might have a subscribe button plugin, and I work with people to mm-hmm. put custom features on their website. Okay. Oh, so you okay? So that's what that theme. So again, that's what people people see when they log on. Okay. All right. So you've done that. You're starting Red Sunflower. You're learning. So you're, you're building out your business. You said it was really hard. What was the hardest part about starting Red Sunflower? The hardest part of starting Red yeah, Sunflower yeah. was was really believing in myself that I could do it. And, yeah. yeah. Really believing in yourself. I mean, I had to take a leap of faith. I didn't, I'm I'm not a person that can do things really well part-time. Like, I'm, oh. I'm an all-or-nothing person. So that so, was, good. no, because you had to, you had to um, sustain yourself. So, yeah, did you, were you wealthy right out the gate? No, (laughs) (laughs) like I had, I had no one, no, I had no investments in Red Sunflower. I had to invest in myself. Right. Um, How did you secure your first client? How did I secure my first client? Yeah. First client. Facebook. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. Facebook is how I secured my first client. Um, Up until then, I nannied full time. Mm. And while I nannied, I taught myself how to code. And I hatched up the idea for Code Camp. So I want to also just pause again because, again, I think your story, your personal story is something that a lot of people can connect with. When you're kind of taking that leap and you've maybe left traditional employment, well, not traditional, I hate that word, when you leave the nine to five in someone else's business and you make that leap for you, it's not that myth that they sell us about Silicon Valley even like that whole garage thing is a myth anyway we already know that like all those those guys had a lot of help you know Ivy League degrees and access to capital and everything but they were in the garage of, of a house yeah a garage <laughs> of a house exactly and your parents sunk in how many how many hundreds of thousands all right exactly <laughs> I love that you said that the garage of the house right Right. But you literally, you had to find, um, you had to have find supplemental employment um, as you created Red Sunflower. Wow. And so Facebook. All right. So did you reach out to a person, an individual, a company? Well, no, I was hey. just testing out Facebook Marketplace. And oh. I put up, I'll do a website for you. Oh, wow. And cool. I got my first client that way. Oh, wow. And that led to the second. And that led to the third. And you mentioned something before that. You mentioned that nannying taught you why or how you wanted to go about your business. What about what about being um, someone working with children helped you influence your work? Well, all of the work that I've done has been in the service 
or teaching industry. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so medical with MUSC or or yeah. Well, I well I mean, well oh. all of my entrepreneurial work. Oh, okay. Really. Oh. Um. So I did nannying for mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. and you know that's a very. I got to work with a lot of great kids. Like see them over a long period of time to see how they grow, um, see how they learn. Mm. And I thought that when I was, when I was learning how to code, I was like, this is a lot like math and I'm good at tutoring math. And I'm like, if I could tutor pre-algebra, I could definitely teach some, I could definitely teach a kid how to make a website. Wow. And so that was just kind of like the thought process that I took to kind of put this together. And oh. it's like, what can I offer with the skills that I have? Right. And, and that's like, I can code and I'm good with kids. So okay. code camp. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's awesome that um, and you and I were talking off mic about how like, uh, so you've had to pivot a number of times professionally and, and find your, you know, find your groove. And you probably pivot again, quite honestly. That's just how life is. Um, I think those, uh, you know, things that maybe our parents were able to do, it might not be as readily available to us in terms of staying with a job for like a quarter of a century or more, um, staying in one place. I think think the workplace is very different now. And so we'll probably pivot again. You and I both are, are young enough to pivot again, you especially because you're, you're much younger than me. Well, that's the beauty yeah. of Red Sunflower is yeah. that. I, I do project based work, so I get to mm. I get to do the type of work that I'm passionate about. Right. When you work on a website, you get involved in what in the work that they're doing. Mm. You know, it's 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 tech, but it's right. very artistic. You right. know, like creative, very creative. I'm I'm not only am I writing the code, but you right. know, I'm choosing pictures, I'm writing copy, right. like I'm I'm doing a whole lot of things in one. Mm. And to do that, you have to have a good understanding of of the business. You've got to have a good understanding of the purpose mm. of the website. Mm. And um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I was going to ask you a question because I lost my train of thought <laughs> earlier, and I was going to ask this. So um, I was going to ask you, how is it being um, a brown girl in STEM in Charleston, South Carolina, in this industry? It's a little bit lonely. It's a little lonely. Mm-hmm. You you don't see. It. <laughs> I'm asking a rhetorical question. You don't see a lot of people like you? <laughs> rhetorical <laughs> question, because, yeah, if you listen to this show, you already know the answer. Uh, yeah. No, you know, I don't see a lot of people like me. Usually, yeah. most, of the, most of the times in the rooms that I'm in, I stick out. Yeah. Even though I'm only five feet tall. Right. I, you're very, yeah, you're so petite. <laughs> you know, I, I stick out. Yeah. So how did that ever deter you from doing anything? or? I've anything? always stuck out. Yeah. You know, okay. like, I mean... I stick out now. Mm. I stuck out at Clemson. Right. I stuck out in high school. You know, like. That's a reality for a lot of people. Yeah. It's like I I had to come to the realization a long time ago that if I was going to do the things that I wanted to do, I had to be okay with being the only person. Being the only person. Doing it. Yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> I want to open the doors. You know, I want to bring more people in. but. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, I'm here. Right. You know. Do you feel like that um, that that, um, that 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 who you are, your identity, or whatever that identity may be, right? Of course, the people see that you're a woman of color, um, off rip. But like, do you feel like that has been something that gave other people pause? Like, if you walk into other firms or anything like that, you think it's giving people pause? Definitely. Mm. But um, the 
the beauty of my business mm-hmm. is that it is primarily an online business. There you go. And my identity online mm-hmm. has is a lot different than it is in person. Mm. And so people in person, like in the Charleston (laughs) business community, one of the most frequent questions I get is, how do you get your clients? Because Charleston is very who you know. And I don't know anybody. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so even though people are like, how are you still showing up here? You know, like, who are you? You show up everywhere. Real talk. (laughs) I could be like, I'm like, dang, Jessica's here. I'm like, okay. Because I be reading the newsletters. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you so you subscribe to newsletters, you, you read the paper, you read do the paper. Yeah, you find I try ways. to I try to stay keep my ear to the ground of what's going on in the city. I find events that, you know, match up with what I'm passionate about and I show up mm-hmm. and you know, I make myself heard, I ask questions and <laughs> I take back you know, I try to learn something. Yeah. So Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Because that inspires me. Because that's exactly what I had to do as well. I think I came down here with my mind set on one thing. Um, but the one thing, uh, and I ended up completely in another realm. Um, but at the core, content creation was where I, where I came in at and where I'm at. Content creation is literally, because I had the um, Charleston Activist Network, which initially was going to be an organization, but has pivoted, has changed into um, a platform. And so content creation is I'm trying to build out all these different ways, all these different types of content that have an activist message. So be it visual content, social media, digital, uh, this this radio station, this radio show, my podcast, whatever. I'm just trying to build the content um, out. Uh, and I had to be like you. I had to just go to I had to, I showed up every I was at I went one time. <laughs> I went to Spark, you know, um, out in Clemens Ferry out there. I just showed up. I just emailed them before I moved here. Like, hey, I'm interested in tech. I just want to come look at your campus. And just showed up this girl with this T-shirt on and his backpack and just, like, just showed up. I, I showed up places where I think I don't think that peop- they saw people like me. And um, I had to have that mindset. Um, I showed up at Boomtown probably at one point. A lot of the big tech firms, because I thought that's where I was going to be ultimately in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I'm, I'm so happy to hear that someone else, um, that other people do that. So, yeah, so you're out here, you're taking up space, um, you're, you're finding out how things work here in Charleston, you're, se- excuse me, you're securing co- um, clients, um, and, yeah, you see the lack of diversity there, but it doesn't deter you. Uh, no. Well, yeah. you, you brought up something uh-huh. that is real important, uh-huh. I think. You brought up content creation, uh-huh. and, you know, well, like the websites, you know, the technology, the code, like that gives a lot of attention. But the content creation is the engine that promotes these sites. That's mm. the content creation is what makes these websites powerful right. because that's what connects with people. Right. And you've got one one of the things that I saw online when I was starting my company is that there's a lot of fantastic content creators mm. and they're not getting compensated. Mm. Their work's getting stolen. They yeah. don't know how to monetize right. what they're doing right. to really grow it. In, I'm going to raise my hand to that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've done that. Yeah. Okay. So I studied it and I figured out how to, how to monetize it. And that's how the red sun, you know, that's the purpose of the red sunflower is to, kind of link those two things so you came up with code camp and that's why we're this is what i'm excited this is what what kind of brought us back together we were together on one thing and then we came back together when you asked me to help with code camp and at code camp what it well just what is it just go sure. ahead mm-hmm. well in a nutshell mm-hmm. at code camp kids 
build a website and learn to code. They build a website using HTML and CSS, which are coding languages that are essential to the World Wide Web. Mm -hmm. um, we learn how to build the website in WordPress, which is open source. Mm -hmm. And so all the tools that we use are free and they're available to anyone. And so at CodeCamp, the kids, the code that they write, like we use it to create content to teach other people to learn how to code. So you don't have to go to CodeCamp to benefit from CodeCamp because we produce materials that teach other people how to code. And because everything is free and the, the tools are free, hopefully, you know, we can spark. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of plant seeds and they can grow. So is this your first year doing CodeCamp? It's my second year doing CodeCamp. Oh, okay. So first year, how did it look? So the first year looked a lot different than this year. Oh, okay. The first year, there's a lot of things that are different. There's a lot of things that were the same. Okay. So the first year um, was kind of an uphill battle, you know? Mm -hmm. Me talking about Code Camp, people were kind of like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she's talking about. She's they, sure you about think that. they didn't get your idea or you think they didn't get you? Or both? <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Right, yeah. I mean, so, okay, so when I mm -hmm. thought up Code Camp, you've mm -hmm. got to think about me. Mm -hmm. I'm the nerd yeah. so i wrote down like it was almost like a research paper like a proposal like i wrote out this is my idea this is how i'm going to do it this is the topics we're going to learn these are the type of kids i'm looking for and i just drove around to different places in charleston and i just left that sheet with somebody in charge oh. and i was like hey i'm looking for help you know i'm looking for sponsors i'm looking for kids you know if you know somebody here is my yeah. all my information and it laid out everything that i plan to whole, do oh, the whole game thing. plan the whole thing oh wow and i'm just like i just need help and i went to a bunch of different places and i did get help so yeah. um i got help from boomtown right down the street okay they um very supportive of the camp they're right. supporting the camp again this year oh shout out boomtown shout out boomtown uh -huh. um i got help from benefit focus they sent their CTO, Jim Restivo, to come talk to the kids at camp. And oh. he came and he talked about what it was like, you know, working at, you know, the coding yeah. before the Internet. You wow. know, which is. Wow. Which is mind blowing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and it, just right. for me to watch. Right. These two groups that are so different. You right. know, you've got kids who when they were born, the smartphones already existed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you've got someone whose <laughs> smartphones are very recent technology. Right. And. You know, having them talk about websites and coding it, it was a beautiful exchange. And yeah. I, I love that. I mean, that is what Code Camp is about. That's why. All right. I, you know, we record, we create the content and. Yeah. Okay. We. Yeah. So, so this is year two. So what's different this year? What's an enhanced? So you said the Boomtown came back on as another partner. What else is, is, well, that's the same. What's different this year? Well, last year, I got to shout out all of them. So last year, uh, uh, also Palmetto Solar, who yeah. is in the same property or yeah. might be moving soon. We're talking about workshop, y'all, for those. Again, this is 96.3 <laughs> FM OM Radio. Uh, my name is Mika Gadsden. You're listening to Miked Up on OM. I'm here with Jessica Patterson, the owner and founder of Red Sunflower uh, Consulting. I can't, I keep, I, well, Red Sunflower, let you finish the sentence, consulting well, yeah i mean just it's just red sunflower okay but you know red sunflower consults right okay mm -hmm. and we're talking about stem and we're talking about also code camp which is coming up and what are the dates for code camp real quick code camp is july 15th through 18th okay um it'll be held at seacoast church in west ashley okay for what ages ages 10 to 15 10 to 15 and do you have any vacancies left i've got two spots left for code camp oh wow two spots left for code camp that's dope okay
So it's still time for people to do at least two more spots. There's still time. If you want to register for Code Camp, go mm-hmm. to theredsunflower.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a big pink button that says <laughs> register for Code Camp. Right. Click on that. So people like myself who miss all the obvious signs, it's really easy to find the information. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, the, so yeah, what can kids, what can families expect if they, if they enroll their kids in Code Camp? What, can, what is the experience like? What's the experience like? So in the mornings, mm-hmm. we code. And um, we'll be writing HTML and CSS. And, and again, what's the day looking like? How long is the day? It's 9 a.m. to 2. 9 to 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, so yeah. nine from about 9 to 11, mm-hmm. we'll code and work on our websites. Okay. From 11 to 12, we'll have an outside speaker and activity. Okay. And the outside speakers come from our many supporters, including Tamika, who will be our opening day speaker. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And so I'm helping kids. Uh, I'm going to be teaching podcasting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully we can integrate that with what they learn with the coding. Yeah. OK, cool. So you have the speakers. All right, so that's in the midday, and then I guess... And then in the afternoons, we'll mm-hmm. be creating the content that goes on the websites. Okay. So a lot of these kids, um, they come to camp with website ideas. They come to camp with business ideas. They come to camp with a, a passion that they want to put on this website. Right. So in the morning, you know, we build the platform, and then in the afternoons, we figure out what we're going to say, when, you know, when you get mm-hmm. on the platform. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're blogging, they're uh, playing video games, they're writing, uh, they're doing art, they're planning their ideas, mm-hmm. they're figuring out what they're going to say on this website and to make it something that they're proud of and something that they want to return to, mm-hmm. to build up and grow right. over time. Cause it's just the beginning. Actually, It's just the yeah, beginning. Yeah. So all the websites that are made at code camp are hosted live on the internet. So right. these are websites that you can visit after code camp wow. is done. So, th- I mean, that is the power of this, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and like because we're, you'll be teaching a specific coding language or, or technique, and we know that there are so many different other coding languages and different things, Definitely. different aspects of building websites or apps and things like that. So um, you, we mentioned we, I, it's very important for me to always talk about identity and not just diversity and inclusion from these like um, from these really generic uh, vantage points, but. We talked a lot about you and your personal identity, you being... Now, do you identify as being African-American or do you identify as being... I don't know. I said brown girl earlier. Oh, well, I'm, I'm black. But you're black. I'm black. Okay. I'm African-American. Right. No, 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 no questions about No, some people like throw you a curveball. Like, no, 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 no. No, no, but no. So you're, you identify as black and you're in STEM. We know that that makes you part of a, a very small, a smaller group. So when it comes to engaging these kids, do you hope to touch the next Jessica Patterson or the, the next, you know, uh, little, little black kid, little brown kid, little whomever. Um, are you, are you, is that an aim and objective of the code camp? Definitely. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. I, my goal is to be someone that the kids can relate to mm-hmm. and they can maybe see like, well, mm-hmm. if she can do it, I can do it. Right. And, and maybe that's, I don't know, but no. Beyonce said that in her her Netflix documentary. Because we look at Beyonce, it's like, well, <laughs> she said this country girl from you know Texas can do it. I think that's real though. At, at the at the beginning of at the beginning of any major success is is really just that that person that that idea and that person. And I think that the sky's the limit in a lot of ways. Even though there are re- very real barriers to success for a lot of people, especially a lot of marginalized identities. Um, honestly. I, again, what I said earlier, there are a lot of tools at our fingertips, and I think Code Camp 
what you're doing that's also different from some of the larger outfits is you're you're empowering your students and hopefully their families. You're showing them that, hey, you can do this. You know, you can create your own tools to help you navigate, make money, be creative, show your artwork off, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so diversity is a big deal. Yeah. Okay, so what do you hope um what do you hope for like the future like of Cocaine? Maybe it's the summer of twenty twenty. What do, what do you hope to grow this into beyond twenty nineteen? I would hope to what what I want to grow from Code Camp. I I don't necessarily want Code Camp to get bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that Code Camp is small. I like that it's intimate. I like that it's tailored to How the big Charleston area. Yeah. 15. Okay, 15. 15. Mm-hmm. Um I like that it's small. Mm-hmm. Because it it lets me it it makes it so people don't get dismissed or like brushed right. aside or not right. noticed as right. much. Right. It's almost like the um have why people lobby for smaller class sizes you're able to engage people more directly and create like more intimate relationships and experiences and people get one-on-one attention that they need and it keeps it it keeps it more of a family feel i want it to feel intimate like i want you to feel like Mm -hmm. you know this person is invested in my success Mm -hmm. and i want i want everyone to walk away feeling encouraged Mm -hmm. and and confident that this is something that they can do if they want Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you don't plan on growing this into this massive. Well, the growth, <laughs> okay. the growth comes from the content. Mm-hmm. I hope to produce a lot of content from this camp that can help teach other people how to code. I hope that this content will be unique to the Internet because it's from the children themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's like these are the children who are mm-hmm. writing this code. These are the children who are explaining this code. Mm-hmm. You know, if. If they can do it, you can do it. You know, if I can do it, they can do it. You know, yeah. it's like we can all do this together. I, I just, I hope it, it builds up a resource that can help enhance my community. Wow. that's And thank you so much for saying, I think that really resonated with me. Um, I think pro- probably why you and I are doing work together. It's probably, it's not by happenstance. Um, so that's encouraging to get that type of response about why you're doing the work and, and what what is your motivation. So... You're not a nonprofit. Oh, I am for profit. And I am all about that. Give me a high five. <laughs> yeah. Um, because if you know me, y'all, if y'all listening to Miked Up or Miked Up on Ohm, either the podcast or this radio station, you know that I do have my very fair criticism of the non. I'm not bringing Jessica. I'm going to exclude Jessica from this comment. <laughs> um, I'm critical of the nonprofit industrial complex here in terms of what, how it services uh, marginalized communities, specifically the African-American communities, and how they kind of deal, with, um, deal with, with certain issues, right? But more importantly, I think what people don't understand about my criticisms is that it makes us uh, look at work differently. So when you help others and you empower others or you, you're trying to end a systemic issue like maybe food, uh, maybe there's a lack of food sovereignty in certain areas of Charleston, it doesn't always have to be philanthropic. I think the, the work that people pour into that, so if someone's trying to help improve uh, STEM literacy, that's work. That's valuable work that Jessica's performing. And I think that work has a value. And I think we, we've really skewed the way we look at work that produces a good as, it, hey, it has to be pure and has to be without cost. Your work took investment. You just talked about how you subsidized your work early on by taking on 
um, work in, in, in other people's homes and, and being a nanny, which is very, very important and very, very needed work. Um, but it, your work at Red Sunflower, it costs. It has a cost associated with it, and you have to sustain yourself. I'm sorry I went on this diatribe, but I want to know um, in the brief time that we have left, why did you decide to go the LLC route as opposed to, hey, I can start Code Camp as a nonprofit, as a, as a, you know, as a .org? Well, I think one thing a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. is Code Camp is only part of my organization. Right. Code Camp is... Code Camp is essentially my the community engagement piece of my company. Mm-hmm. I'm a technology consulting firm. Mm-hmm. The cons- the technology that I consult on is websites, e-commerce, mm-hmm. and Code Camp embodies mm-hmm. that. Right. Code Camp is a way for me to give back to my community while also demonstrating the value that I add to my community it demonstrates my proficiency and my ability to make great websites it demonstrates my ability to curate beneficial content Mm. and it allows me to do something that i'm passionate about right why not offer it for free why not offer it for free yeah because it it takes money to make it there you go right right and i and i think that that's a profound i know it sounds simplistic to some people like why are you saying why you keep it's real it takes money it takes investment um and so again i want to recognize your partners who've signed on can you mention your partners again? definitely so code camp mm-hmm. does offer scholarships yes. so i like i said i want code camp to be something that's accessible mm-hmm. so that's why i build community partnerships and i work year-round um, with schools in the area to try to a identify students that'll be a good fit mm-hmm. um b make code camp that is something that is affordable to these students right and um, build stronger relationships with the businesses in the Charleston area. So this year, the sponsors that have committed financial support to Mm -hmm. Code Camp Mm -hmm. to be able to offer these scholarships and offer, um, be able to create the content, they've Mm -hmm. invested in the content that we are creating from camp. Um, We've got Boomtown, like I said before, Blackbaud, and Leolio Architecture. Okay, cool. All right. That's amazing. And I, I, I just want to commend you on the work that you do and how you have. You've been reaching out. You've been working very diligently. This is your this is your 24-7. This is not a 9 to 5. This is your 24-7. Um, and I just want to say just thank you so much for what you're doing. I think what you're what you're doing, whether you're conscious, uh, conscious of it or not, you're paving the way for the next Jessica. Um, and you're actually teaching me a lot. You're teaching me to be a little bit more serious in, in how I engage folks um and how to build something from the ground up with integrity and with a great um i think there's an ethos there that people that's not always present at other in other um, endeavors so i want to thank you for that is there anything else you want people to know about either code camp or red sunflower or where people can find you okay i'm gonna plug myself again so (laughs) so um to get a website from Red Sunflower mm-hmm. or learn more about me, Code Camp, um, or my websites, visit theredsunflower.com. Right. And if you're interested in getting started, build a quote with our quote generator app. Oh, so wow. 
go ahead and check it out. So wait, so if I want to get a service from you, like there's a quote generator app? Absolutely. So if you were thinking about that? starting... You build that? Of course I built that. <laughs> I coded it up myself. I was, I realized, I was like, what is the biggest, what is the biggest thing that is sucking up my time? Because I'm an entrepreneur, yeah. so I have to manage my time well. It took me a really long time to build quotes. And quotes is just, is just is really just the beginning of the sales process. You just need a quote. So you see, yeah. like, how much does this cost? What can I plan for this? Right. You know, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Just go in, fill in your information, yeah. answer a couple simple questions, and you get an instant quote. Wow. That's like one of those big insurance muckety-muck uh, <laughs> companies. That's awesome. But I built it. Yeah. And I can build you one, too. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so quote, so yeah, people can get a quote. Um, is there any room for anyone to invest in Code Camp? Because, you know, like just like this radio station, which is community supported, you need support as well. So do you encourage anybody to, to help donate? Or even though you're not an LLC, um, you, you are an LLC, you're not a nonprofit? Well, if you would like to sponsor the digital content that comes from Code Camp, I would recommend you visit theredsunflower.com and Send a contact or send me an email. Yeah. Contact me and I will give you some more information on how you can support us. Okay. I think that's important. Um, again, uh, it, it, it takes a lot to build things out here and it takes community support. So I hope someone is listening in the car or at work or at home streaming this, streaming this app later. They can also find this. They'll find this show on um on Mixcloud where you can access um, these episodes, but hopefully someone will be encouraged. Not If they can't just even support, uh, if they aren't able to support this, hopefully they'll be able to in- support some future initiatives of yours. Um, but thank you so much for everything you're doing. I'm trying to make sure that we cover everything, girl, because it's not, you know, it's not every day that I'm on the radio here. So, yeah, we already, I think we covered everything. Red Sunflower Code Camp. Um, how about social media? Are you on, active on social media? I am active on social media. You can find links to all of my social profiles on my website, theredsunflower.com. Okay, theredsunflower.com. And I have all those links there. Um, yeah. All right, so thank you. This is Jessica Patterson. She sat here with me. And I'm your host, Mika Gadsden. This is Miked Up on Ohm. Uh, we broadcast live every Friday at 4 here on Ohm Radio, which is broadcasted from... 1503 King Street. This is Workshop, the food court. And um, yeah, until next week, y'all, I want y'all to stay free. For all my Gullah Geechee folk out there, I want y'all to also stay black.